Welcome to In Their Own League. I'm Joan Amon, Editor-in-Chief and General Manager of the Best Bench of Reviewers Anywhere. Today, we're going to be talking about the reboot by Amazon Prime of A League of Their Own, now a series. The original film, of course, is near and dear to our hearts as an inspiration for all we do here at Their League. So enjoy as our reviewers give their opinions about this new take on the classic by the late, great Penny Marshall. And just a word of caution, there might be spoilers ahead, so if you haven't seen the series yet, you might want to check it out and then come back and visit us here again. We'll be here, we promise. Hello, this is Morgan, one of the writers of In Their Own League, and I am talking today about the new Prime video series, A League of Their Own. I was introduced to the film when I was younger, and I think everyone knows the famous there's no crying in baseball line. So when the series was announced, I was super excited, um, not just because I loved the idea that we were going to get to delve deeper into the history of baseball in America being played by women during the war, but also because it was being co-written by Abby Jacobson, who I think everyone should adore because of her work on Broad City. And seeing that she was going to be one of the writers and creators of the series was super exciting, uh, especially because having a woman's voice to create a story about women is super important. Um, in watching the series, I have just fallen in love with all of these characters and the ways in which their lives are very different and the many ways in which their lives are the same. Um, I guess the biggest thing to talk about is the fact that there is so much queer representation in the series A League of Their Own that was very much coded in the original film that I think it's really breathtaking to be able to see that captured so adequately and with so much empathy, especially because we know now in historical hindsight that so many of those women were queer in one way or another. Um, there was even the Netflix documentary, A Secret Love, about two women who met playing baseball together. And I just think that it's so important that we are redefining those moments in a more accurate way, that we are redefining those moments to actually reflect what was happening instead of allowing those whispers to remain very quiet retellings of history. I also think that the big standout for me in the series was Darcy Carden, who plays one of the Peaches, Greta Gill. I think that she's always been such a wonderful character actress, and I think that we don't get to, or maybe we do, we just aren't as, um, I guess we're not as appreciative of character actresses is the way that we should be because there are so many of them out there and they add so much depth to the roles that they play and they add such a comfort. Um, Dale Dickey is also in this series and also one of the 
greatest character actresses in in anything that she does. She is truly incredible. She can take a five minute scene and you will remember her from that moment. Um, again, even with a few minutes of screen time. And Darcy Carden has always had that ability to adapt in her work to make these really zany, wonderful characters. I know that everyone knows her from The Good Place, where in essence, she ended up playing a dozen versions of uh, her robot humanoid character, Janet. And that was super magical and wonderful. Um, but she was also really great in this role in the Netflix uh, short series Bonding and was just so captivating in that. So then seeing her in A League of Their Own playing, you know, this queer woman who has this very rich and very sad history and the way that she is both very bold but also very frightened I think it's just she holds so many uh, contradictory ideas without them feeling contradictory that they can all exist at the same time in the same person. Um, and so to me, she's been one of the biggest highlights and I hope to see her nominated for some type of award, especially an Emmy come fall um, 2023. But if you haven't already, cannot recommend enough. A League of Their Own is the most wonderful, just lovely uh, baseball series that you will that you will watch. Hello, this is Rosa Barra and. Yes, I'm here to give you a few of my thoughts on the newly released comedy drama series, A League of Their Own, which is a reinterpretation, reiteration of the 1992 film of the same name. And I mean, overall, my general thoughts are that it's a decent, it's a decent series. Uh, I do think it, it takes a little bit of its time um, to get into its right footing it does have a little bit of a rocky start um, however by episode three I feel that things start to um, come together nicely and I'm uh, more familiarized with the characters that we're following in this series and I become a bit more invested um, in in their journeys and so forth I mean I very much appreciate and wholeheartedly love the diversity in the cast uh, the diversity with the themes that are being covered here we're talking about racism we're talking about um, homosexuality and we're talking about how these um, thematics and, and these things were quite prevalent during this era however they weren't widely accepted nor tolerant towards um, towards them so to see how these um, things are being explored and how they were being handled in the series was quite um, it was it was very interested uh, interesting and I thoroughly appreciated um, that this brings me to of course uh, the diverse cast here you know uh, we, we we do have more diversity culturally we have also diversity in terms of um, 
body shapes, uh, accents, and obviously as a Latina myself, I, I obviously gravitated towards the two Latina characters that are quite prevalent in this series. I Something that I very much enjoyed. I like their little dynamic. I like the relationship. And uh, just a little, a little piece of nugget, I could wholeheartedly relate to the the specific scene when they both meet and they just embrace each other well at least one of them embraces the other because she finds someone that she knows she's going to have some form of commonality with or some similarity or someone she can um relate to which is something that many of us latinos you know is something we still <laughs> oftentimes do speaking of course just on, uh, for myself and some other latinos that i've come across uh, with so that was a very interesting note uh, that i saw that it, it it put a big smile on my face um maxine's uh journey her character ironically her storyline was the most interesting and more captivating to me she, her storyline was the one that I was more interested in I wanted to see where she was going to go um, so she, yeah she, she's a, a, a black woman who is trying to get into um, the uh, league but sadly she's not allowed to be in there because they don't allow uh, black people to participate so she decides to take another route, try to still pursue her dreams, uh, but do it in a league where they are more accepting of, of black people. And her journey, her friendship with, with, um, uh, with her best friend is so beautiful to, to watch. And her, just, just the way that um, her performance is just easily the standout <laughs> of, of the series. And I find it a little, not troubling, but a little <sighs> conflicting that it's her storyline that's the most interesting one and not necessarily the one that's, um, that, that, that is about the title of the show, which is uh, a league of their own. And, and that, that tends to take more of a secondary spot, um, rather than, than Maxine's. But you know what? I, I appreciate what they did with her. I appreciate, um, the story they told with her. And in terms of the league, I thought everything was well done. Um, I, I liked it very much. Some, some thematics, some storylines were a bit too forced. Um, in my humble opinion, were a little bit too on the nose at times that it, it, it could get a little irritating, but nothing severe for me to uh, drop out of watching the, the, the entirety of the show. I, I do think the show ends very uh, dramatically and that cliffhanger was just like, what? <laughs> uh, it, it left me quite uh, intrigued. So... Overall, it's a well-done series, a one I would recommend, um, but I, I would not uh, say that it's a mandatory or for you to go out there running um, to seek it out because it, it did have its issues. Uh, but for the most part, I think it's a very well-done show and one that I, I would uh, slightly recommend seeking it out. If you're a fan of the movie, uh, you might uh, enjoy it slightly more because you do have a lot of Easter eggs uh, to the film, some characters that resemble the ones from the movie, but also some um, one-liners, some specific shots that happens. And then we do have a cameo from Rosie O'Donnell in this one that I thought was, it was good. 
Good, good, good. Not, um, nothing earth shattering, but it was decent. So yeah, um, those are my thoughts on the new series, A League of Their Own. And yeah, go go seek it out if you're um, very much interested in t- um, watching it. A League of Their Own shares the title of the 1992 Penny Marshall film, but really it branches out into its own identity and it develops plot lines that were touched on by the film and, and branches out into something new and unique. Max and Clance are two women who are close friends. Max Chapman really loves baseball and Clance, her best buddy, is a wonderful artist. Unfortunately, because they are African-American, they have very little chance of pursuing either of their dreams successfully. Uh, That doesn't deter Max, and honestly, it's just a joy to see these two on the screen. They totally made the series for me, but really, it kind of eclipsed the, the actual team, the league itself, which was a little strange because neither of them get to play in the league. Uh... Wonderful, wonderful characterizations, wonderful acting from the both of them. Abby Jacobson uh, wears many hats in bringing the show to life, and bravo to her because, wow, it looks beautiful. The The production design is great. Uh, the soundtrack is wonderful. She plays one of the main characters, Carson Shore, and she was the voice of Katie in one of my favorite films last year, The Mitchells vs. the Machines. Loved it. And here she is, a woman on a voyage of self-discovery. And honestly... I think the series shows a lot of potential with a really great supporting cast that we just didn't get to see enough of this season. Hopefully there will be more seasons to develop them deeper. Uh, it just really was outstanding in how it chose its diversity of cast and how it just gave us hints of their story and how they came together as a team. It really shows me that a lot of thought went into the planning of this series. Uh, It pays homage in interesting ways to the original, but it also stands on its own, which is a wonderful thing. I really think it has potential, and uh, I just hope that it's given a chance to develop into a more deeper story for most of its characters. We get a taste, but pretty much for the most of the characters here, it's just kind of a tantalizing tease, and I'm hoping they go a little deeper uh, in seasons to come. So, um, yeah, keeping my fingers crossed that uh, more good things will come from this, and let's play ball. I am a queer trans woman baseball player. So the new League of Their Own show was kind of surgically targeted at me in a lot of ways. And I mentioned being queer and trans because this show is so gay. (laughs) This show is extremely gay. In fact, it's primarily about being a queer woman in the 1940s and the growth of early American queer culture, secret rendezvous, bars with code phrases to enter, drag, gay soldiers, lesbian stereotypes around masculinity, there's even a trans man character, which is awesome. It's a really wonderful exploration to see on screen. However, also as a baseball fan, there is a big part of me thinking through this whole series, there's lots of ladies kissing, and that's great, but just I want to watch some baseball. When the games do get focused, it can be quite exciting. There's a night game early on that's great, and the big climactic championship game is just as exciting and gets as much focus as I hoped it would. And then there's the cast. First off, 
Darcy Carton is such a star, it's wild to me she isn't given more leading roles. She feels like the center of the universe anytime she's on screen in this series. If I were to name every standout of this series, I'd basically just be listing the whole cast, but I'd love to give her a particular shout out to Dale Dickey. She's just an absolute American treasure who feels like she's always been around, even though she only started acting in film and TV in basically the late 90s. She's just one of those people who's always a treasure whenever they show up in something. But obviously a big focus in this series is Max, played by Shantae Adams, and her storyline, which is sort of intercut with the storyline of the main cast. Firstly, for addressing the issue of race in the setting, which the original film did fail horribly at with a single scene of an unnamed, non-speaking black woman throwing a ball to the leads before silently nodding, inexplicably placed in the same montage in which the leads throw balls at racist World War II era characters, just no thoughts, head empty decision there. So obviously this is a huge improvement over that, but also it just provides a different look at life at the time and gives some fascinating contrast showing disparities in the access. Max has to basically fight through the whole series to get to where the main cast get at the end of the first episode. The series has some flaws, sure, the pacing early on is a bit weird as the first episode kind of sprints through the first act of the film's narrative with multiple scene recreations, and the big climactic play of the final game is enjoyably wholesome, if undermined to me by reminding me way too much of the climax of a particular children's film. But overall, yeah, this is a really fun watch that explores all these social subjects in a really interesting way, but probably the biggest praise I can give it is watching it made me immediately want to go outside and practice some baseball. If only I hadn't gotten COVID right before it came out. Oops. like to thank Kaylin O'Reilly, who you can find at The League, and on Twitter at Chutney Kaylin, and Morgan Roberts, who you can also find at The League, on Twitter at MSML Roberts, and she has a substack that you need to check out at MSML Roberts as well. Also, Rosa Parra at The League, and also at Rosa Reviews on Twitter, and please do check out Latinx Lens, her podcast. And as for me, well, you know where you can find me. I'll be right here at the dugout in the league. Till next time.